You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 layups podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? Great. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday. Um, so you have your cat with you? I have you? my cat. He's. You can probably maybe even hear him on the microphone because he's just purring. I was gone this weekend, so he's very, very, um, he's just very, he, he misses me, um, which is great. It's great to have. Um, no, it's a pre- President's Day. So, um, oh you know, everybody's, everybody, of course, is just uh, celebrating their favorite president, whoever that is. Um, yeah. So, you know, great day. Kyle's cat is now balancing on the back of his chair. Yeah, he is. Those of you who, oh. he's, a, he's a true star. This is good. Or, I mean, this is good. This is this good, good for, content. I think, no, this is good content. Yeah, keep him up. All right, good, All great right. content. Um, But yeah, so we're recording this on a uh, Monday. Um, All-Star weekend was fun. Yeah. Certainly didn't yeah. disappoint. You're happy if you're a Wolves fan. Um. Yeah, so on the agenda today, we have some all-star stuff. We have uh, just some news around the league, and then later this week, we'll get into to some of the more of the game stuff. But um, I guess story of the weekend was Carl Anthony Towns winning the three-point contest. Yep. Um, he, I think he set the record, um, 29 points yeah. in the final round. He beat Record Luke for Nard. the final round. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, he tweeted after. He said, I told you. Um, yeah, he did, which, to be fair which to be fair, he did, um, you know, that's certainly a story in the regard that he's a big man to win the three point contest. Of course, like he's not the only big man to ever win yeah. the last Timberwolves player to win it was Kevin Love. And then Dirk Nowitzki won, um, prior to that, but certainly yeah. good company to be in. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's, it's not worth nothing that he won the skills competition a few years ago as a big man no. too. So, 
shows off his versatility, I guess. Um, but pr- pretty cool, pretty cool for Carl and, and the two. Yeah, it was sweet. I liked going for him. I was definitely rooting for him. Some classic Carl quotes after. Oh, um, just you know, exactly what you hope for. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was great. I, I was definitely cheering for him. I don't. I know that we give Carl some shit sometimes about his quotes, but I really was rooting for him in the contest. So it yeah. was really nice to see him win, and it seemed like it meant a lot to him. So I'm glad that he got it. It's great. Same, same. I agree. And it, uh, you, like just some stats from the the, the story. I mean, um, like you know, sh- he's shooting 41. percent This, uh, right. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm reading some quotes from a from a NBA.com story, but like shoot you know he shot 40 he's shooting 41 percent from the three-point line as a big man um it's funny because two years ago or three years ago most and this was in john krasinski's story so i'm kind of stealing it but like i was thinking about this on saturday that like most nba experts were like carl needs to be in the post more and yeah. now it's like it's almost like should he shoot three more three-pointers per game like <laughs> right like yeah in, instead of like two point shots, which is, is kind of wild to think about. It's crazy because he's also extremely efficient in the post. <laughs> I know. It's it's kind of like you want him everywhere. I really just want him taking every shot. <laughs> um his quote after this is for all the Dude. tall kids oh, who are told they can't succeed unless they play with their back to the basket. So I know all these um, tall kids being told they'll just never make it in the NBA. Yep. That's for them. It's for them. Did it for them. Um Obi Toppin won the dunk contest. That dunk contest wasn't very good. Horrible. Um, not good at all. But uh, did you read Krasinski's piece in the Athletic today about? It came not. out this morning. Yeah, it was it, like I. I probably went to read it if I didn't have the day off. Um, not to say I went to read it at all, but I, I just wouldn't have time. Um, but basically, he goes through like Wiggins, Levine, and Towns, and like their kind of like journey to where they are now. And I, I, I didn't know if I was going to talk about this or not, but. Um, we, we talk about Carl's quotes and it's like quirkiness all the time. And like, I mm-hmm. think sometimes that takes away from what he does like oh, on yeah. Saturday, like, like for example, he won it on Saturday and then they're introducing him to the crowd on Sunday night and he just holds up a three, like, you know, telling uh-huh. people yeah, I won the three point contest. It's like, God damn it, Carl. Like you just cannot get out of your own <laughs> way. Um, but you read that piece and actually there's, there's a, a few quotes in there, like from, I forget if it's from Zach or Andrew, but basically they're just like, Carl is just so lovable and he's so like totally. touchy and physical and like, yeah. he's always kind of grabbing you and like, you know, friendly and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it makes more sense. Like when you hear some of those stories of like, he's just this, this like big goofy guy. It's kind of a goof. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. He's just exactly. He's just like, isn't this kind of cool guy that he kind of sometimes tries to be but when he's not that he's definitely a likable dude everybody likes him like he was like chopping it up with dr j you know and and you could kind of i don't know it's just like he'll talk to anybody he's got a really good personality you know it's just like when he does these things to try and like make himself look cool where it's just like carl (laughs) but but really yeah i mean this is not to say that he has like a bad personality or anything for no sure, no yeah when i think of him more of like javel mcgee and less like mm-hmm. uh i'm I, whoever like a, in like a big star i i think of him differently i, I shouldn't yeah. say a big star i'm trying to think like because like kevin durant does such a good job of being kevin durant mm-hmm. and like i mean I'm, I'm just trying to think of like big stars like lebron certainly like he says things where you're like, okay, like that is such a LeBron thing to say. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. you kind of roll yeah. your eyes. So, I mean, everybody's different. So, totally. 
yeah, I, I think like that story actually made me like, oh, I, I get like I, you try to get him more. Like I worked around him for four or five years and he was always goofy, but there was always this like battle going on with him. Like you could tell internally of like, this is who I am and this is who I want to be perceived as. Mm-hmm. And like if and a who cares what you're perceived as like, don't mm-hmm. care about what we say. Um, but like, you know, it, it is kind of nice to hear some of those stories from other people yeah. about like. Yeah, you guys are, you know, you give Carl shit, but like he is one of the most fun loving dudes that, that, that there is. Oh, yeah. And and totally. we see that on display like on Saturday night, like who was having more fun than than he was like nobody. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's what the All-Star game is for. That's what it's for. You're having fun. The game was a blast. I got to say. Yeah, the game was fun. Uh, Steph with with uh, 50 that for the MVP. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that was, was it was really fun to watch. They know it's just like they they like I think they've made it just the right amount of competitive. Yeah, because it's it's now like, you know, these plays matter, but it's not so competitive that they're like not just trying to do fun stuff, you know, and so I I had a I had a blast. I always I always think that I'm not going to really enjoy watching the All-Star game. I always love watching the All-Star game. It's just fun. And the, as they kind of said on the broadcast, there were some parts of the broadcast that were a little long, but as they said, you know, like the, the way that the NBA kind of is a part of culture is really awesome. Um, and that's not on display any time as much as it is at the all-star game. Yeah, to- totally agree. It's like, it, it it's the only sporting event, um, like maybe besides like the Super Bowl, I guess, where you have a weekend and like I've I've gone to like a five or six all-star games, but it is like it is just a massive event. And yeah. like and the thing is no single event is actually the event. It's mm-hmm. just like collectively it's all the yep. event. Totally. Um, you know, so like I've been to New Orleans, I've been to LA, I've been to Toronto, I've been to Brooklyn, and it's basically the whole weekend is its its own thing, and you're seeing all these different people. Um and no, you're 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 hundred percent right. That's a that's like a great way to put it. It's like the it's it's the, the one weekend where like stars, celebrities, yeah, the players, like they're all together. And it's not necessarily because like the all-star games game is a great game, but it's just to celebrate the NBA and totally and basketball. Yep. Um, and you know, and its effect on culture. So yeah. Um that's a good tick. Um all right. Well, back to basketball. Uh I guess the real basketball. Um, let's go to the upcoming Wolf schedule now that we're on it. Then we'll do our mm-hmm. DraftKings read and we'll we'll talk some NBA news. But so Wolves get off today and tomorrow. Um, they'll be back on practice on Wednesday. And then they have Thursday, Friday, back-to-back. Um, on Thursday, they host the Grizzlies. And then on Friday, they host the 76ers. So it doesn't get easy. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's like, the, the, you know, certainly like the feel-good story of like the Timberwolves are at the seventh seed. And that's a great spot to be at the break, which, which certainly is true. Um, cause you're right around what, like the 60 game mark right now, um, yep. with, with 22 games left to go. But like, I was looking at the schedule today, Julian, and I was like, Oh my Dude, goodness. I, yeah. I think if you're a wolf, the wolves team, and also if you're a wolves fan, you've got to be kind of mentally preparing for that plan. And I know we keep talking about pushing the six seed, but like with how Jokic has looked lately, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Like two and a half games. What? Well, especially when you make like, up. Like, especially let's look at the schedule together. I'm going to go through the games against like tough appointment op- opponents. So I think they have, uh, how many games do they have left? Um, 82 minus 61. So 21 games left. Um, 
and you got so let, let's go through these. You have the 76ers, you have the Cavaliers, you have the Warriors, uh, you have the Heat, you have the Lakers, you have the Bucks, you have the Mavericks, you have the Suns, you have the Mavericks, you have the Celtics, you have the Raptors, you have the Nuggets, you have the Bulls. So basically, you have like 16 pretty tough games out of those 21s. Now, it's like, tough. or you know, may, maybe a little less, I guess. Like, and not, not that any of these are gimme games, but your easier games are you have the Thunder twice, you have the Blazers yep. twice, you have the Magic. So it's at five. You have the Spurs twice, that gives you seven. Um, and then you have the Rockets and Wizards. So I guess if like you can take care of business on all those, right? So if like, yeah, hopefully you can go like seven and two in those games, but sure, like also yep. the Blazers are playing really well. Yeah. Um, like the Spurs are still like in it and yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be going for it and they have like DeJounte Murray and he's playing really well. So yeah, I, I think it's easy to be like, yeah, like we, you know, we, we, we came into the, the, out of the all-star break. You have to finish strong. Yeah. Yeah. You, you absolutely have to. And you look at like, you look at those games against the Rockets, Wizards and Spurs at the end of the season. And like, it almost feels like you're, you enter that sleigh at home. Um, you, I guess Rockets is on the road. Then you go Wizards, Spurs and Bulls at home. And it almost feels like there's a scenario where you hit the beginning of April. Um, and it's like, we have to go, we have to win out. Like we have to win out. Like, and you have a game against yep. the Nuggets on April 1st, where it's like, we have to win out in order to even have a chance at the six seed. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun though. It, it, yeah. it really does remind me of um, at the end of the season uh, where you and I worked there and every day yeah. you were writing like every morning at like 7 a.m. <laughs> you would write those playoff scenarios which yeah like we're not we're, we're literally only like two weeks away from that i know you know like we're we're like eight to eight to ten games away from that so it's like we're not we're not too far too far off yeah man it's like, uh seeing who's gonna clinch i'm not feeling great about the six seed i'm feeling pretty good still about home court in the play-in I mean, That's I, kind I, of where I'm at mentally, but, but I don't know the, I mean, the wolves are also really good. I think so. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. They're not like really good, I suppose, but they, I think they're a legit team. And so I guess anything's possible, but I don't know. I'm going to be cheering for them right That's now. Right do. now our friends over at it's no, you're right. You're right. It's all we can do right now. Our friends over at five thirty eight have the wolves finishing 44 and 38 mm-hmm. with the six seed being the Mavericks and they are finishing at 48 and 34. So they don't really think it's going to be close. Um, hmm. Four games separating. Yeah. Um, and then they have the Clippers behind the Wolves, you know, another four games um, as the eight seed. Then they have the Lakers at this nine and the the Blazers at 10. So hmm. we'll see. That'll it's going to be interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day too about um, just talking about the Lakers and where they're at. And just like what a complete disaster would be for the Lakers to get the nine seed and then yep. lose to the Pelicans, Blazers, or Spurs in that first playoff game. Yep. Or playing which game. is entirely um, possible. It's it's yeah, like if you're like, hey, Lakers or Pelicans, like with Ingram and CJ, it's like I'm I'm almost like maybe the Pelicans. Um, like it seems like Zion's gonna be out for the year, but um, yeah. and if you say Lakers or Blazers with Anthony Simons, the way he's playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm kidding, but it's also like he's been unstoppable. (laughs) Like there's, I don't know, obviously it's LeBron on the other side, so you can't really bet against LeBron, but some of those other guys, like you start to work your way down the chart, it's tough. Well, what's tough is like, again, 538's model has the Lakers finishing 36 and 46, 
So I think if you're the Lakers, you're like, well, we just if we get into that eight seed or whatever. Yeah, but we're still going to look back in the history books, and you're going to have Anthony Davis and LeBron James in your team, and you you finished with 36 wins in yeah a a competitive Western Conference, but not like a bloodbath like we've seen in yeah. the past. Um, did you see that piece from Sam Amick? I did not. Okay, so he like apparently LeBron said a bunch of stuff during All Star. I, I saw some of that of like not closing the door on on mm-hmm. coming back to Cleveland. Well, also about like draft picks. He was like, you know, he was like kind of talking about the Rams and how he really liked how they moved all their future picks to get guys in. And then there was some buzz that he would, had told Rob Palenka that he wanted big changes at the trade deadline. And Palenka was basically like, no, you have to figure it out with Russ and AD because it was your freaking idea to do this in the first place, which I think is pretty fair. Um, Cause it's like all the Lakers have now is with the like 2027 pick or something. And it's like LeBron's not going to be around at this level then. So it's like, I don't know. It was a pretty interesting article. I would definitely encourage people to check it out, but it seems like all is not well in Lakerland. Yeah. That's the, the thing is that's a tough spot for Palenka because it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost like suicide either way because it's like, well, if you, you do have it, to do, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you do right by LeBron, okay, best case scenario works and like you're the sixth seed, but you're probably not winning the championship, I guess. Yep. Um, and then you're completely screwed in five years or yeah. you do it and it, or you don't do it. And then LeBron's mad at you and he leaves and then you get fired anyways. Right. So like pick your poison. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get into our uh, good friends over at DraftKings. We want to thank them for sponsoring uh, the basketball podcast network as a whole and the 10,000 Lives podcast. Hoop fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good, which we saw plenty of on Sunday night. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 in any NBA game and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21-plus minimum age and location required. Mints vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, Julian, we have some hoop snooze to get to. Um, really, the I guess like the, the one story that came out yesterday, um, and I, I guess I don't know if there's other stories that we missed on over the last week. Um, and you might be able to help me with that, but, uh, Chris Paul, they announced it was, it was really weird because they, they went to, um, they, they basically said like Donovan Mitchell will not be playing like last minute. He had like an upper mm-hmm. re- respiratory, uh, illness or uh, illness. I don't know if he was actually at all-star weekend. Cause it's always one of those things where you get those Sunday illnesses and you're, yeah. you're very, you're like, wait, what? like Jimmy Butler's a few yeah. years ago. I feel You're kind like, of sick today. I wonder right, why. Jimmy's Jimmy's hurt. Uh, his, yep. his knees hurt. I, I saw him last night. He seemed fine. Um, but then they, uh, they they announced that Chris Paul had injured his thumb and would be out six to eight weeks. 
Um, and of course, Chris Paul, he won the Kobe Bryant award like pregame for mm-hmm. what he means to basketball and then in, you know, everything to do with that. And then he played in the game for like two and a half minutes. And they were saying that he just wanted to get an assist in the all-star game. And he didn't he did not do, he did not, he got like a foul in three minutes and then he didn't play. So that was very weird. That was um, very strange. I was very surprised to see him out there. Yeah, like, I was like, what, what are you hell? doing? And then they're like, oh, actually, both teams know about this. They just want to get him an assist. And like the only player that seemed like he didn't know that was Darius Garland, who just, yeah, which was fine, whatever. But he just yeah. like kept shooting it and then passing it to other guys and didn't give it to Chris Paul. So I was like, I think this is when Chris Paul awesome. I was getting anxious. Um, okay, so six to eight weeks, he's going to be reevaluated. So that doesn't necessarily mean he'll be back in six yep. to eight weeks. Um, which puts us, what is this? Today is February playoffs, playoffs right? Yeah. yeah. So pretty much. Well, that's interesting. Um, because so you 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 traded for Aaron Holiday at the um at the trade deadline. You have campaign. Um, I tend to think that maybe you start Aaron Holiday and then you still have campaign yep. come off the bench and, and you figure that out. But um the nice thing is like they're they're I think they're six and a half games up right now. Yeah, in first place. So as long as like everything doesn't burn down, they're still going to have that one seed. They'll go in yeah. against you know whether it be the Timberwolves, whether it be the Clippers, Lakers, you know Blazers, whoever uh, in the first round they should be okay. But like, I guess are you worried for the Suns? And then question two would be, is this like? I never want to say it's like a a good thing, but. Could it be like one of those yeah, things where it's like, oh saying. yeah, like some guys were able to figure it out while Chris was out? I yes, I think it's the second. I mean, I would not be too worried. I mean, it's, it's good that it happened now. Um, I mean, Chris Paul is older; he's not going to be using his legs for the next six to eight weeks. So, like, that's good in yeah, some ways if you can keep him a little fresher. Um, as, I think as long as the injury heals well and there aren't any setbacks, then I think it's going to be fine. Um, our friend Espo was tweeting about how this is going to help Devin Booker bolster his MVP case. Yeah. Which I think is a little, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I like where his head's at. Um, I mean, you could definitely see Booker just taking over um, as the best player on the one seed for the next several weeks and kind of forcing himself in at least into that conversation. So I don't know. Um, it's a hard, you know, you're never going to be better without Chris Paul. But yeah. I, I don't think it's, I think the Suns are well built and this is not like a death blow. I mean, we saw them kind of weather his absence in the playoffs last year for a lot of it. Um, I, I think it my my tendency is that, or my tendency is to not panic, I guess, if, if I'm a Suns fan and I do like the Suns. No, um, I, 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 I think I, I campaign think. and I mean, they've, they've been not at full strength for a lot of this year too. like Aiden missed a lot of time and now he's back. And Booker, so Booker I, was out for a while. Yeah. Booker was out for a while. So I think they're used to it. Yeah. I like, I like that take of the uh, Chris Paul thing because like, we, you know, we, we remember that at least for like I, I do. I remember that playoff run with the Rockets where they probably beat the Warriors if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And I know like to hang that on James Harden and it's easy to, but like, then it, like that was at the point where it was like, well, Chris Paul can't play in a full season. Like his contract mm-hmm. is an albatross. And then obviously the Suns get him after the Thunder take a flyer on him for a year and it weren't they're in a great spot. So um I yeah, I think that's like a sneaky way to think of it. Like, hey, um, he's out for two weeks. Um that stinks, or or six sorry, six to eight weeks, and that stinks, but also like he's not gonna be running on his 
you know, you know, the, the hamstring or whether it be a cat, right, like, right, just right. those little muscles that we see, like, especially older point guards, they, they seem to get injured all the time where, you know, a thumb injury, it's, you know, that that's, seems a little more fluky. Yep, right? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, well, Julian, that's all I got, um, cool. for today. Also, well, actually maybe not. So I'm just looking at the end, <laughs> the MVP tracker on oh, yeah, basketball yeah. reference, which like, I don't even know if that's like a good, who knows, uh, thing to use Jokic in first place right now, 36.3% probability. Uh, Giannis is awesome. 25.8 Embiid with 11.6. It seems like there hasn't been as much Jokic buzz buzz. And maybe this is like a topic for another podcast, but like, yeah, it's like that fatigue that we get from hearing about one player so often. Like last year, it's like, Oh, Jokic is so good. And now it feels like people are sick of it. It's like they're, they're without Murray and, um, Michael Porter jr. Yeah. And like, they're, they're still in the, the, they're in the six seed and they are yeah. they're literally three games out from the four seed. Yeah. I mean, you can make a similar argument about Embiid, I think. Um, I, yeah. I personally still think it should be Embiid just because I think that there's like, I, as much as this shouldn't matter, I think there is kind of a thing about winning back-to-back MVPs um, where like Jokic has been incredible this year, but he was also incredible last year. And I don't, I don't know. Is he like better this year than he was last year? Like, I don't know. Like I kind of, maybe it's just me personally. I just like would like to see a new guy win it. And Embiid has been right there for so many years that I think if he stays healthy, I'm inclined to kind of say it should be him. Um, but I don't know. Cause Giannis is right there too. You know, it's really hard to, it's really hard to parse these guys out. It's like, I don't know. They're all just having such incredible seasons. Um, I think, I think if the Sixers like really make a run, like adding Harden and with Embiid and like really push up the standings, um, I think it's probably going to be Embiid, right? I, I I think so too. I think that if like all suddenly they're, like the number they're one, the one seed right. in the East, I agree. And I, I think that like part of it is that it's like, yes, Jokic, like you are the most valuable player to your team. And like without, like without whatever, like you're down Murray and you're still able to be good. I get it. But like, but yeah, I mean, there's something to be said too about like the back-to-back thing because like Giannis, who won it, um, when did he win it? Uh, three, three and four and three years ago. So he won in 2019 and 20, and then 2018-19. Yeah. But like you look at his stats from last year, for example, like when he like going going for the three peat. Yeah. Last year, I mean, the two years before that, he averaged 27 and 30 points respectively with you know, right around like 13 rebounds a game. I mean, last year he was 28 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, you know, like he, he had crazy. more steals, more blocks. Yeah. Like his field goal percentage like was around the third. Yeah. MVP. Yeah. His field goal right. percentage was better. Like, and I think that yeah. now that Giannis has won a championship, that's, that goes away. I think a lot of the stuff we were hearing yeah. last year was like, you can't be a three time MVP without a championship. Whether or not yeah. that's true, yeah. know, you know, but yeah, but Why I think that logic that's is what sound. People saying. Right, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, well, sweet Julian, we'll be back. Uh, hey, later this week, we're gonna rip some. Uh, yes, we are. 2021-2022 elite basketball. I, we we forgot to mention it last week on the pod. That was my fault. That's a new release, but um, interesting product. They have they they have only two rookies per box. A lot of base base cards and they have two autos per box. I, I watched 
it seems like it's pretty hit or miss. I watched some boxes where it looks like you get some decent value back. I, I watched one yesterday where it seemed like a complete dud. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try that out. I'm gonna pick that up later this week. We'll so. let the listeners guess which one it's probably gonna be with with our <laughs> with us track, with our track yeah. record. I think we have the the flux was the only one. The flux was good. Yep. That that we had some success on. Um, the hoops was not good. Um, and the funny thing is, like, I'm not even doing it on purpose. I'll, you know, especially the, some of the ones we rip on here, they're not the most expensive ones. So I'll go out and get myself one of the same ones yeah, and I'll yeah. rip one for us. And I have a box that says Kyle and Julian's cards. And then I've, you know, all my stuff and every one that I buy for myself is like 25 times better than whatever yep. we get. So it's true. Um, I'm a jinx. Yeah. I, it seems like we'll break are. it. We'll break it. We'll break the yeah. curse. The Julian curse. Sweet. Yeah. We'll probably record my guesses maybe Thursday night after the Wolves game against the, the Grizzlies. Yeah, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and then maybe we'll rip uh, before that. So, um, all right. Sweet Julian. Um, and thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later this week.